into One Nation. Andy Petrillo, Jordan Wilson, Trills and Wills with you here. Uh, this is the Canadian Championship edition. We're heading into the semifinal round. We're going to have a special guest joining us later in the show. <clears throat> Bobby Smirniota is really excited about that. We're going to have a fun game with him that we're going to play. Hopefully he's up for it. And then my hot seat is going to return. Jordo, I'm putting, is it someone some team, something. Regardless when your hot seat gets mentioned, I'm nervous. Palms start sweating. I'm like, what did I do? No one and I'm, nothing is safe. Man, people look, oh, Andy's <laughs> so sweet. I'm like, you're a dangerous girl, man. When you're, when you're hot, you're hot. You get spicy. I'm nervous. Yeah. I see, I've watched games with you as well. You're like, Come on, Tansy! <laughs> Come on! The emotions, they build. Yeah. Um, so while I might be spicy, you're sugary and sour. Wow. You are I thought you were going to say sweet. No, that's okay. No, sour, sour, because you love sour. the sour candies. You bring them in. Jordo it was our guy uh, during the quarterfinals in particular. We had some late nights, as you know. We had double headers. We had back-to-back. And in the world of soccer, right, like you typically have your orange slices or just something what? healthy. It's oh, usually okay. fruit. It's a kid, yeah. Uh, Jordo brought fruit. Cherry. Cherries, except they were cherry blasters. So it was the chewy candy, kind of a sour, lots of sugar on them. And we took those down, you, me, and wheels, to the point where we were off the walls in the late night game. True. Uh, Producer Lucas was not happy with us because we were not paying attention to him. A lot was happening. Attention span (laughs) out the window. So what is on the menu for the semifinals? I just want to say, too, he doesn't get off scot-free. Ollie contributed to that bag as well. And to the point, I remember, he ate some, he came in. But then also, I think he took the last bit. And then left the rapper as well, which for me is a no-no. Oh, Ollie, no, Ollie, so if you're listening, no. if you're in our ear. You I think take the last one some, you got to throw in the trash. At least throw it in the trash. Clean up after yourself. You, you can't just take the last one. Like, that wasn't oh. you? Maybe it was wheels. We'll get to the bottom of it regardless. But look. It wasn't me. Um, you've asked for balance, Trills. You said, don't just come in with sugary treats. I love chocolate-covered pretzels. <laughs> when I see you get crazy, I almost want to bring the popcorn because I think this is just a great movie. But you want fruits, you want vegetables, cool. So I decided in a few days' time when we're watching the semifinals, mm-hmm. I'm going to have figs from Italy, I the Mediterranean, I do coming love. over. Oh. I'm going to have raspberries. Love raspberries. Because someone said that's their second favorite fruit. And then to top it all off, I'll bring some papaya. Yeah. Do you want to tell the yeah. men, women, children at home about your, your love for fruits when in, we put, in that order? When this show gets posted, there's the comment section. I want to hear this from everybody. Your top three fruits. Okay, because when Jordan asked me what my top three fruits are, I was very honest. I said, I love figs, sweetest figs ever. My family in Napoli, they actually own a plot of land with a lot of fig trees. You pick them right off the tree. It's the best. Can I just pause you before you get into number two? Raspberry. Whose favorite fruit is figs? Who? Like, I was expecting mango, pineapple. Like, you said figs. Anyways, go ahead. Figs. Get bougie. Raspberries, love raspberries. Raspberries! So good. They're like popcorn when they're so sweet. And then papaya, it's just like you could, it's just, it's great. Papaya! It's not as sweet. It's number three. And tangy as mango. It's just like, it's perfect. Papaya, and I've also had it like puree, like in a drink form. It is just amazing. Tell me what your top three are. I guarantee you're the only one that has these in the three. But this is why you're so special. We love you. This is a safe space. (laughs) Get your figs, your raspberries, and papaya. I'll bring one of them on Wednesday. All right. Let's talk about the semifinal here in the Canadian Championship. Um, And I know we got to get through the semi first, but it doesn't matter. Like, who do you think is going to move on to the final? Who do you think has the best chance? Just to remind everybody, you have Pacific FC, 
taking on Vancouver, the defending champions, a team they've beaten a couple years ago uh, in the Canadian Championship. And then you have a rematch three years in a row, CF Montreal Forge. So I'm going to keep 10 toes down and still back Forge because I said they could win the treble. I think this is the time that they beat CF Montreal. Now, this is a team that with CF Montreal that has just been playing with so much confidence and belief more than confidence, belief. They're all committed. But I just want to backforge on the night. I think they could do it, man. This is a team, I'll say a dynasty within the CPL. It is that time to just not make it a CPL dynasty, to make it a Canadian team dynasty. And you have to win Can Champs or at least get to the finals. I feel like this is the moment. I feel like also we're going to be asking Bobby about that. Got right? To. Like when it comes to which title this year would also be really important for him to win. I wonder what his answer will be on that because I think that'll also give us a good indication of where the mindset is in prepping for this type of, of tournament. So, I mean, I guess that already, that already answers my one question of which CPL team do you feel has the best chance of winning? I think we're all in agreement here that it's Forge, given the way they've come out of the gate, given the way they're all playing together, um, and just given the experience that they have as a group. And I always say the intangible in sport is that's, that's the hardest part to measure, and it's because they've been beaten. So two years ago, they lost in the penalty shootout to CF Montreal, went the distance, all the mm-hmm. goalkeepers kick. Last year, Montreal came out and beat them 3-0. And, like, you know Forge <laughs> is doing this. Like, oh, no, no, no. Like, you have to know they're doing that. So you've got to think, like, that's the intangible. You can't measure what it means to want redemption. Yes. Anyways, that's my belief. And I'll flip it quickly to Pacific with Vancouver, why I also think this could be, I'm not going to say an all-CPL final, but one of these teams need to come clutch. But, yeah, yeah, (laughs) call me daring. (laughs) But Pacific and Vancouver Whitecaps, this could be a little derby going forward because that one time that they played, it was a match of galore. Seven goals. So good. Yeah. It was uh, edge of the seat. That is a day to have, well, you'll have raspberries, but I would have popcorn, like a normal person. That's not a fruit. And, okay. But anyways, you're like, <laughs> I popped them like popcorn. I, I'm just not over your fruit choice. Anyways, I'm just super excited for both of these matches. Cause I think anything could happen. You think that all the time when teams play, but specifically with these uh, matchups and the rivalry that are between these two, four clubs, it, it's beautiful. So what percentage then do you give of it being once again an all MLS Final. By the way, Vancouver-Montreal met in the final 2015. That was also the year Vancouver won its first Canadian mm. championship title. Is it a cop-out if I say 50-50? Because I guess it's always 50-50 when you flip a coin. Okay, I'm guessing by your eye roll and is that snoring or I don't... And a, I don't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> I think you said an all-MLS final? Yeah, once again, an all-MLS final. What percentage are you giving? I got to give... Okay, I'll tip the scales a little bit. I'd say 60%, even though in well, my heart... But you just said I know, Forge. But look, I'm also just going by, like, see, the, the MLS and their budget and the talent that they have. The practicality has come in a little bit. Even though I believe in Forge, I believe Pacific could upset. I'm like, the, the, the scales have to favor the MLS sides. No? I thought you were going to go 49% then, at least. Because, well... Do you know what I mean? Cause no, yeah. No, I'm still going to say it was 60 I'll say with 60. You were still so behind Forge. I still am. I just, I think they're the underdogs. I think Pacific and Forge are underdogs going into this, this game. Well, Even though I think they could slay the Dragons. Why don't we keep talking about Forge, shall we? <laughs> How exciting is this for the first time on One Nation? Bobby Smirniotis. Welcome to the show, my friend. How you doing? Doing well. Thanks for having me, guys. 
So we just finished talking about um, some weaknesses when it comes to candy. Jordan is an absolute horrible influence when he comes into the studio and does not bring healthy snacks. No orange I brought watermelon. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering what your weakness, though, is, Bobby, when it comes to candy. Do you have one? Ice cream. Whoa. Yeah, good. Good choice. Uh, Chocolate-based, but you give me ice cream, I'm good to go. It's on a hot day. I'm I'm with you on that one. I think I kind of like my nochola flavor, oh which is goodness. along the go. line of it's like the hazelnut. What's nochola? Ferrero yeah. Rocher. Nochola. Yeah, bueno, all of that good stuff. You know the language I'm speaking. <laughs> I absolutely correct. love it. All right. Let's get into the Canadian Championship, and uh, we're all very excited for this matchup because it also is the third straight time that Forge is facing CF Montreal. Where do you rank this game in terms of big games that you've played as a team since 2019? Yeah, it's a tough one when you want to uh, when you want to rank it. Uh, we've played a lot a lot of important games in a lot of uh, different places, including this uh, this tournament. Um, going back to a couple of years ago with Montreal and that shootout, and then. Last year in a final with uh, with Toronto, I think uh, it becomes the most important game we're playing this year um, to this point. And okay, of course it's uh, it's early and the Canadian Championship is early, but it's a tournament we we want to do well in. There's no doubt, and uh, we know it's a matter of you know winning four to five games depends on how many rounds each year comes into it. So it's about being your best on that day, and that's what we have to do next week. Bobby, can you do me a favor? I I, I have tremendous respect for you. I know after matches, you're usually very stoic and reserved when we get into interviews. But on One Nation with Trills and Wills, we, we, like, to, we like to get into the nitty-gritty, a bit more revealing. Ooh. Can you tell me how a talented team like Forge, with so much uh, personality and experience, how do you get all these guys uh, rowing the same way, pedaling in the same direction? How do you get them on the same page, being humble and motivated? And don't give me the generic answer. Dive a bit deeper, please, Mr. Sminionis. <laughs> a little bit deeper. I think it's something you build over time, um, to be honest. Uh, from uh, year one and how you set your standards in your locker room, um, what the players are expected to do every day. And, and to be honest, they take over for it, Jordan. You know, it's uh, a new player comes in and they really have no choice. Um, they see what the veterans are doing. Um, and you, you just got to buy in. Um, you know, we talk about it and one line I have is there are no days off at Forge. It's unfortunate, but in 2018, before this league started, you know, everyone said Forge would be a favorite to win. Um, so if you want to be playing here, uh, there are no days off and that's tough on the players. Um, but then you got to find a good mix. You got to make sure that you balance all 23 guys in your roster. Um, we use all of them predominantly throughout the year in training. They're all important players. Um, there's no 12 or 13 main players, um, because we know we're going to use all of them throughout. And then you got to make uh, training uh, light and easy sometimes on these guys you when, know, and, and make sure it's a good environment. When talking about that mix, someone like Kyle Becker, I know this is a decorated name in, in the GTA or in, in Toronto and Canada, uh, was always such a talent growing up. He's a year older than me, and that was a name you always heard, but wasn't always uh, the best leader. How has that, like, are you, I feel like you're a big part of that, but how has that been working with him and seeing him evolve from being a talent, but now uh, a full-fledged leader? Of course, that was one of his biggest challenges in 2019, bringing him into this uh, squad, new league, new team. Um, You know, we kind of put that responsibility on him. You know, this is uh, something that he wanted for his, uh, for his career is, is to have that important role. 
And I think he, he took it on very well by understanding what his experiences were as a younger player. Uh, you know, who he was, what he could have done better, and so on, and, and make sure he brings that into a locker room to create success. And I think that's the biggest challenge he had, and he's done a fantastic job going into year five. I was expecting if you don't buy in, you have to do the team's laundry today. Like, I thought that's something that was going to happen over at Forge. <laughs> you're, you're picking yeah. up the water bottles today. You're doing the laundry, all the dirty socks. No, that's not how it is, Bobby. No, I, I have a simple rule. I'm not a police officer, right? But <laughs> when it comes down to it and uh, things aren't done in a certain way, then, uh, then we'll walk in. Mm-hmm. You know, I put a lot of self-responsibility on the team. I think it's easy for a coach to walk into a locker room, you know, get uh, loud or, or single out a player. But then we walk out and players, to be honest, don't care after five minutes. Um, but if their 22 teammates are looking at them for being late three times, I think that plays a bigger role. So if you create that environment, now those guys are looking at you for about an hour straight in that locker room when you're sitting there. Oof, the accountability. <laughs> I don't like that. Managers need <laughs> hey, managers need little managers within the team, right? Yeah. And then it just runs itself. Uh, how do you feel, Bobby, about this this start for um, your forward side? Because you're playing promising football, but I think you've always done that. But what's been different is you're got you're getting these points, as you said uh, a few weeks back, that you have in the bank. How do you feel about this start? And um, if, is there an area that you'd want to improve on? Yeah, obviously, from the points uh, perspective, these are the most points we've collected uh, in our first uh, five years uh, through five games. So you're always happy for having that. But I think there's a lot of improvement still in the squad. You know, we're not firing on uh, on all cylinders, as they say. I think we can be a lot more clinical in the final third for all that we're creating and all that we're doing. Um, so I think it uh, it needs a, a little bit more time uh, to see the best uh, version of Forge. And I always know that uh, that comes out. Uh, you always hope it comes uh, sooner. But again... Right now, we're we're happy where we are. We've played, you know, a, a tough schedule with these midweek midweek games. Now we're going into it again uh, at the beginning of the season. But I think we've done a great job in preseason. It's indicative the team is very healthy. We haven't had uh, many injuries, which has been a problem around the league. And I think that's the important thing for the long term of uh, making sure you're trying to be as successful as possible. Well, Bobby, I know you watch One Nation religiously, so you may have seen my hot seats. I actually put Forge on the hot seat for your starts. That's it. But like, it's it's brilliant because you've come out flying. So as well, if you can't figure it out by now, I'm probably taking full credit for your start. <laughs> <There> <laughs> that's, you that's what I'm doing right now. Um, I am curious though, if you work on shootouts because it was big for you to win in that shootout against Atletico Ottawa because in your previous three in big games, one of them being against Montreal, uh, Toronto, and then even in CONCACAF League, it, it hadn't gone your way. Is that something that you work on, uh, just knowing how the previous three had gone and then to be able to pull that off against Atletico Ottawa? Just how are you feeling with the penalty shootout knowing that, who knows, you know, it could happen again? Yeah, to be honest, it's probably a process that we do two to three times a week. Um, through uh, games or, or something that happens, we'll end off with uh, with a shootout. Why you don't want it to build up to a moment before a game, and then you're paying a lot of focus to it. I think the best way is to make sure you drop it in, not only for a shootout, but for the penalties in general that uh, come up in a game. Um, so at about three times a week, the guys are always going through a shootout scenario or something like that. That way uh, you're prepared. Has that tactic worked for us a lot in the past? Uh, not a lot. Is that the tactic that helped us out on this one? Penalties weren't great, but it's a coin toss. 
Bobby, I think uh, playing in the league for two years, I think one of the biggest um, cheat codes, I'd say, is about who you're recruiting, what foreigners are coming in, or what if you're playing for a team in Ontario, what talent are you getting from other provinces? Um, you seem to get the, the top best of the lot from Quebec. Again, you're supposed to reveal a bit more than you normally do, Bobby. Mm. What what is the secret with you and Quebec? Like with your scouting process? I mean, obviously I know you can't tell us everything, but tell us something. How you get the Sissokos, the Schwaniers, the Wuben Passiers, like playing for your club, and how do you get these guys, these hidden gems? I think the biggest thing is uh, sometimes uh, you have players uh, that are known. Uh, Schwanier, who was playing at the, at Montreal and uh, has qualities and so on. I think that one's a, a simple one. Then you look at guys like Methuselah and uh, Pasillas. Uh, and the most important thing is to look at quality of player and not name a player. Um, and I think that's one thing we've learned in the, in the CPL over these first four years. You know, there's been a lot of players who play in this league that nobody knew about before they stepped uh, foot on the field. And that talks about the talent level that we have across this country. So I think that's the most important thing. You know, we look at the profile of the player and not so much uh, the name of the player. Uh, and once you do that, uh, you can find exactly what you want. We've obviously got profiles for for positions uh, and the type of players. And we need technically gifted players, guys who can uh, who can play with the ball. And then you have some guys like Pasillas who just has a nose for the goal. And uh, when you see him play, you know, he can do a lot of different things in the field, but everyone pays money for goals. So that's what he does well. One more question, and then we're going to have some fun with the game here, Bobby. So one more question, and that, of course, is, you know, how much does the introduction of a regular season title and the change in the playoff format change the way you approach the season? Yeah, obviously, to be honest, it uh, changes quite a bit. Um, you know, before there's a lot of different variables on on playoff formats, and every year it's been a, a little bit different. And, of course, finishing at the top uh, is always a good thing. Uh, but in the end, there's only one trophy. Uh, so you always have to make sure you're conducting your season uh, with the eyes on that trophy. And that means what you're doing early, middle, late in the season to get yourself prepared um, for certain games. You know, this year, it's every game matters. You know, and, and and that's a big difference. That's also a little bit of a bigger difference on the players. I think that puts a little bit more pressure on the players um, to make sure that, you know, there's that there's that extra motivation each and every game. And that's the thing we've challenged our guys with is, you know, you're literally playing a championship game every week. If this is who we want to be, if if we want to be, you know, at the top of the league um, by the end of the season. Um, so it is a little bit different. And I think that's why maybe in the first few weeks, you've seen a little bit more cagier matches, closer matches, uh, kind of like the first games in a World Cup in the group stage. Uh, if you guys remember, they were all 1-1 draws, low scoring, and then everything started opening up after that. I think we saw that this weekend. I think there was 19 goals or so on. Um, this past uh, past week. So I think that's the biggest thing is there's just a little bit more pressure on uh, on each and every game. And uh, if you do your job and sometimes pressure is good for, for players who like to play under it, it's, uh, you'll have some success. You're going to have some pressure now, Bobby, to answer some <laughs> very important questions. You ready? So this is multiple choice. Excited. We'll go back and forth. I'll ask the first one. You can ask the second one, Jordo. Um, so here we, I'm going to give you a couple options, usually three options, and you choose one. So here we go. <clears throat> if you could add one of these players to your Forge roster tomorrow, who would you choose? Holland, mm. Mbappe, mm. or Messi? Holland. Why? We create a lot of opportunities. We're a little bit more clinical around the goal. I think Jordan would agree. 
Ooh. And he's got great hair. Sorry, I'm just hung up on the hair. Great hair. Great hair. Um, it was like a half shot he just did at me because I, I was on the back end of a lot of uh, forged goals. that, <laughs> that were what being that was? Oh, it was. I know exactly when the shot. Ooh, he just swung and it just whiffed my nose. Um, but that's the thing when you play forwards. There's so many different pieces. You can't say, hey, focus on this guy. There's so many guys that can hurt you. Anyways, let's move forward, Bobby. I saw what you did there. I've got three coaching job offers on the table for you, Bobby. Which league are you choosing? The Premier League, La Liga, or Serie A? Oof. Well, we don't know which team, eh? No, 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 no. Bot a which bottom team? team. Which, which team no, would you No, it's going to be a bottom team. bottom team. Yeah, bottom team. You have to keep them in the bottom. league. Oh. Premier League. Why? A lot more pressure. Okay. This is, this is true. Big board Bobby, you want the pressure. Likes pressure. I love it. No. Yeah. I'm, I'm you know, you go, you, go, you go to Syria, the bottom team, you have to play way too much defensive football. Which, <laughs> so I'd have to change a lot there. I would have to shut the doors down. <laughs> La Liga, okay, but I think the pressure of the Premier League to keep a team up, that would be a nice challenge. Oh, my goodness, Bobby, you love pressure. I'm like, just give me the easy life. Okay. All right, here's the thing. You can add another title to your cabinet right now. CPL regular season, North Star Shield, or Canadian Championship? Canadian Championship. Ah, it's the one that's missing. Come on, complete right? it. Yeah. That's the one. Okay, this, I like this question. You have an hour picking the brain of one football manager. Mourinho, Klopp, or Guardiola? Easy one, Pep. Of course. Mm -hmm. Of course. What would be your first question? Like, what also, would be some of the things you want to know? To be honest, not so much questions. Just watch. Mm. Just, just watch how they go about their business each and every day, and then I guess ask the questions after. Uh, because I think that's the best. The best way I've always learned from some of uh, the coaches that I've uh, that I followed um, directly is just watching and then asking after, and, and then getting into their head. It's a true apprenticeship right there, observing. <laughs> I love it. Okay, this one, I, I, and I know all of them are probably your babies, but I'm going to get you to choose one. I think I know the answer to this one. The CPL title that meant the most to you, 2019, 2020, or 2022? 2019 It's the first one. Wow. What was special about that one? I think you only have one chance to be uh, the inaugural champion of a league. You know, that's, that's true. only going to happen once. After that, you can win it as many times as least amount of times. But I think that's uh, that's the one that comes along. And then in history, this league started in 2019 and Forge were champions. Okay, Bobby, this is a tricky one, buddy. So I need you to read my face. Okay, the winks, I'm, the winks and blinks yeah. I'm giving you, I need you to understand this. Okay, you can keep one. So one one soccer personality and the other two are getting fired and working at McDonald's. Andy Petrillo, Jordan Wilson, and Gareth Wheeler. Now, please answer correctly, Bobby. I got you with that chocolate, whatever ice cream you want. I got you, buddy. Please fire me. <laughs> so the answer came to my head quick. Uh, but for you, Jordan, I'll delay. Put okay. uh, some thought into it. Uh, but we'll go with Andy. Yes, because Bobby, it is not uh, beneath me to make people disappear 
because I am very <laughs> jealous and vindictive. I admit this. She is this. the hitman. I hit admit woman? this. If it wasn't I'll me. tell you the simple answer behind it. It's it's my kids as well. My kids think you're superhuman. They okay. see you on one soccer. They see you on the other platforms. They're like, how did she go from here to there? And it's a big conversation in our house. <laughs> see, I dream a genie. Boom. You should tell them how that works. Uh, yes, but I, I basically already threatened Jordo. I'm like, if he chooses you, I'm going to hurt you. Bobby, it was a very uncomfortable situation. <laughs> I, I, my head was, as soon as I looked at this question, I was just, I became half of me. Uh, so thank everyone, you for that, every, Bobby. Everyone wins. Everyone, everyone wins. Everyone wins. We're all happy. We're all getting chocolate Gareth's not here, so we're good. <laughs> I love it. Bobby, this was a lot of fun. Really appreciate you taking the time. Great insight and uh, great playing the game with you. We'll have to do it another time soon. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. How fun was Bobby? This he's a got a fun. fun side. He just doesn't show it a lot because, you know, he's got a reputation to uphold. Fair. He does. I'm glad that we were able to kind of, like, peel back some layers, you know? I'm, like, immediately my mind goes to Shrek and saying, oh, layers and layers. But he, he, he kind of opened up a little bit. He did. He's, yeah, he's, he's a lot of fun. But you can see how cerebral he is, too, about the game, right? How he thinks it. Um, and I love that part. And we know this, but still there's a lot of coaches who can't help themselves uh, and insert themselves in a room. Whereas he, it's all about the accountability of a player, which is so true. I mean, think about it. If our boss were to come and yell at us, we'd be like, Neh. true. But if like I upset you and you, you know, kind of come at me, I feel like I've really let you down. Yeah. Right. So there's a different kind of agreed team play there, right? That dynamic's important yeah. for sure. But there's something I want to get into, Charles, because one of my favorite, um, I guess, segments on the show is your hot seat. Because I think you show the world or the people that are watching how spicy you can really get. They all think, oh, she's so poised. I'm like, Andy? <laughs> Caliente. She's spicy. So tell me about this hot seat. I'm so excited. Listen, I just told Bobby I'm, I'm a jealous and vindictive person. Ooh. I had no problem. <laughs> I had no problem admitting that. So I can be a spicy meatball when it comes to hot seat. Now, the first time I did this, I had like I unveiled a scroll. I had so many people a bit. on the hot seat. I alluded to it with Bobby with, you know, Forge. I wanted to see if you're the top team, come out of the gate right away and prove to me you are. They're sitting tops. They're doing just that. I put Easton Angaro on the hot seat a little bit. And yes, you know, he scored a goal. And But this is, you know, a guy who's kind of a slow start. So I wasn't wrong in picking that. Same thing with Cavalry, right? Perennial contenders. Let's see what you can do. The hydro pull. She gone so we could have a better view. Thank you very much, <laughs> Pacific. Put you on the hot seat. Um, and I think Wanderers needs to pick it up a little bit because I put the under 21 minutes on the hot seat. Mm. Like for the teams, don't wait till the 11th hour. It's early in the season. It's early. It's early, right? This one, I just have a, a big one. Just one big one for the Can Champ hot seat. And I don't think it's unfair. I don't think it's unfair this year. And that is Canadian Premier League teams, the two of them, Pacific Ooh. and Forge. Uh, these are the two teams right now who are playing incredible football. Their uh, Pacific in particular has beaten an MLS side as well. Forge has come so close. And Forge, for me, you know, third time's a charm. Going up against Montreal, and yes, Montreal's in top form at the moment. Vancouver's no slouch either defensively either in MLS play. But if this is the year we keep saying, you know, take that next step, move on. And I think given what TSS Rovers did as a semi-pro team, you know, making it to the quarterfinals, we're seeing this advancement. And I get it, the world in general, especially the world of sport, it's not necessarily linear. Sometimes it's two steps forward and five steps back. But I feel like the push is happening. The wave is there. So to me, both of these teams, I don't want to just put it on Forge 
because they're the top team. And I feel like that's a very easy... Uh, but these are both teams who have won the North Star Shield. Yeah. They're top CPL teams. I want to see them. I think... They're on my hot seat, both of them. And they should be. It, look, this is an opportune moment. I also think, too, with Whitecaps going to Starlight Stadium, you have a bit of P PTSD, a little bit, because the last time, that was a nightmare, that game, in terms of Pacific were just on Vancouver Whitecaps, ready. I know there are a lot of goals, which we always love to see, but they, they finished them off. They slayed them. But now this is for all the marbles, all the chips, all the candy, everything you want. This is what this game is for. Because you go to a final and then anything can happen. But a semifinal loss, it's like you've done so much, but you haven't done anything. That's what a semifinal is. Getting to that final is, is crucial. There you go. So I was gen gentle, maybe I was a little. It wasn't as spicy as I know you could be, but you, you landed the plane. That's what it is. The Devil's Horns are out. <laughs> Pacific and Forge are both on the hot seat. This was the Canadian Championship Edition right here on One Nation. You know that's Jordan. You know I'm Andy. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.